You're listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson, the podcast that tells you what it really takes to build a business and the simple steps to get you there. I'm determined to share with you the reality of easy, simple business marketing tips to make passive income so that you can start making money online. Making Money Online is sponsored by Nicola J. Rowley PR, helping entrepreneurs and brands get visible through strategic storytelling. If you're serious about being seen and impacting the lives of others, harnessing the power of PR is the best way to grow and scale your business. Visit njrpr.com for more details and read Nicola's best-selling book, The Power of PR. Hi, and welcome to today's episode. It is a a joint episode today. I'm interviewing somebody, which I always really enjoy. I haven't done many podcasts in the last couple of weeks because I've been a bit poorly. And so it's been really nice to get back into it and start chatting to people again. And it's a poignant one today because I am speaking to Nina Macaria, and she is a podcast outreach manager. So she helps people get podcasts and talk about their story and open up about all of the things that are relevant to them and their business. This is a really interesting one because so many people that come onto this podcast, I invite onto the podcast and I don't invite, you might've seen this already if you've been listening to this for a while. I don't generally invite the same old people that everybody invites onto podcasts. You know, you have the same sort of 20 20 multi seven figure business coaches that go around all the different podcasts and they say the same thing on all of them. And what I realized is when I started listening to podcasts, I wasn't that interested in in hearing from those people. I was really interested in kind of people like me, just normal people's stories, because they were the things I could relate to. And every time I invite somebody onto the podcast, the first thing I get is, I'm not really sure that my story is big enough. You know, I don't have a massive rags to riches story or, you know, no no massive things happen to me. And this is where I think we can do ourselves a disservice because we all have a story and we all have something that other people relate to. And it could be just one line that you say that makes somebody feel less alone. So I love that Nina's job is to find that and bring it out and help you share it with the world. Because the more we hear from lots of different people, the more we realize we're not alone and anything that we're going through, somebody else has been through and might not have found the answers or or the way out of it, but will have definitely make you feel like they're not so alone and that they might have tips to share with you or you they might just feel some solidarity with you and I think that's really important so welcome Nina to the podcast nice to have you here thank you so much Lisa I'm so excited to be here I'd love to start with something we've talked about which is your upbringing because I think this has a real big reason on why you want to help people tell their stories now because you grew up in and are still in Russia um, Romania. Um, Romania. I don't know why I said Russia then. Romania. <laughs> and um, it was a communist country when you were growing up. Tell us a little bit about what that was like. Uh, it's true. Until I was 10 years old, I was uh, growing up in this communist country. And I used to live with my parents and grandparents in the same house. And my grandfather was listening to this underground radio where uh, people were talking about other Romanian uh, that were escaping and they were living abroad. And this always made me so curious to know how it would feel to 
be able to travel abroad, how it would feel to visit other countries. So I was so intrigued. And maybe this is why in high school, I studied French and German, but I can't speak German <laughs> because I didn't love it. But then in college, I studied also Spanish. And then I'm working now using English. So this it's is amazing. And, and I presume that, you know, audio is a big thing for you because if your first memories of freedom, really, and what freedom was for you, was you your father listening to it um, on something that he wasn't supposed to be listening to, yes. which is, is, you know, I can really see why you do what you do because of that, because audio was such a big thing for you. And growing up in a communist country, I mean, as a, as a girl in a communist country, I presume you were told to be quiet, be nice, only speak when spoken to, and all of those kind of things. Absolutely, absolutely. You weren't allowed to talk about politics. Like when people uh, were talking about politics, they were always whispering and they had to be very careful with whom they were talking about. And definitely um, as a girl, I was supposed to be a good girl. My mother was also a nursery teacher. So she really taught us to be good kids, to behave, not to speak if uh, we weren't asked. So I grew up like this and then I thought that this is how I should behave. This is how you know I should act in society. And then when I became an entrepreneur, which was by accident actually, it was very hard for me and now I'm trying to reframe this old beliefs and I have a lot of work to do. Yeah and hard for you because if you're told not to speak when spoken to for a long period of time or you're told that your voice doesn't matter which is what happened to me and that, that my, my opinions don't matter then actually it's really hard later on to be able to say the things you want to say and be opinionated and spread messages it, it's difficult to do that and to turn it around in your own head isn't it absolutely absolutely but somehow I started working with like extroverted people like people who love being in the spotlight so being surrounded by them you know it somehow actually made you realize that you know maybe you would like to be a little bit like them maybe you know not showing up on those big stages but still you would like to be loved and appreciated for who you are and you would love to hear that from other people yeah hear those stories and um would you say you're an introvert Yes, I would say that. Yeah, I, I hear a lot from introverts. I'm going to call it excuses. Um, I hear um, introverts often say to me, you know, well, I'm an introvert, so I can't go on podcasts. I can't tell my story. Um, people won't want to listen to something that I have to say. I feel drained if I have to, uh, you know, speak up on things. But actually, introverts have a, a powerful message because you can be an introvert, you can still need your own energy and not be around people a lot of the time, but still have a message to get across because introverts relate to introverts. So if we don't hear people who are like us 
speaking and telling their stories, then we believe that it's only for extroverts and that it's only extroverts that should be out there um, talking about what they know. But there's so much to learn from so many different people. I hear as well, and I'm sure that you would have gone through this, the excuses when people don't want to be visible and they don't want to have their voices heard because of things that have happened to them in their past. I hear things like, I don't like my voice. I'm not a native English speaker. You know, all of these things that we tell ourselves are reasons why we shouldn't speak. If that happened to you, how did you get over that? Absolutely. I mean, I have all these excuses, keep telling myself for like three years. And then I was part of a challenge and we had to dance like a chicken (laughs) and then post it on social media. Well, that will get you over some stuff, won't it? (laughs) Yes. So actually I did that. And anyway, I posted on my Instagram stories, but I only have like a few views and like nothing major happened. You know, and actually after that, I was listening to this podcast episode where someone uh, was challenged also to do these things that are out of their comfort zone. And actually, she was supposed to go out on the street and ask people if there is a Queen of England, and if so, what's her name? (laughs) And she got all these unexpected responses, you know, and she said, like, no matter what you do, People will still love you. I mean, your family is still going to love you. Your clients are still going to work with you, right? So why are we keep telling these stories? I mean, even for me, this year, I try to put myself a little bit more out there. And actually, the responses that I got were so impressive. I mean, people just show me love and appreciation. And I was so afraid to be visible because I thought that what if people are not going to like me? What if they are going to say, I don't know, this and that? And it was all in my head. Yeah, it generally is. And actually, even if it isn't, you don't need to be liked by everyone. There is somebody out there that needs to relate to your story and needs to hear your story. And sometimes when I you know, either do a podcast or I'm quite honest and open about the things I write on on social media. You know, I do sometimes go out there a little bit and say things that are really vulnerable to me and really in my heart. And I think, God, what if I get slashed for this? What if I get slated? What if I get cancelled? You know, there's all the things these days that you worry about. But actually, even if one person hears it and it makes them feel better about themselves or just less alone or it gives them a tip that changes their business, then I think I don't care. Like it's, I'm not there to talk to everybody. I'm there to talk to the people that need me at that moment. And it makes me feel braver. Yes, absolutely. Because I cannot relate to all the people that are out there. I'm not going to like all of them, right? I will relate to certain people that like speak my language. Yeah. So with you doing what you do now, and I love that you've turned this kind of fear around to you actually helping other people to have their stories heard. So you link people up with podcasts like this one, like others that you think um, people would be a good fit for. And how do you choose the podcasts for them? So like if somebody is sitting there going, well, I'd love to do more podcasts. I'd love to get my story heard. I feel brave enough to do it now. How do they go about doing it? So first of all, you will have to decide on what you are going to talk about. Like what are your favorite topics? What is your core message? 
And once you will decide that, and of course it has to be uh, niche down because like if you will, if you are going to choose a topic like marketing, this is so broad that like people are not going to be interested in it, right? So first of all, you will choose your topic and then you are going to do the research. And this part can take a lot of time. So you can start Googling podcasts in your industry and then going to iTunes or whatever other platforms you are listening to podcasts and start searching for keywords. And based on those keywords, you will find some podcasts and then you have to look for their description. You will have to check them on social media to make sure they have a similar audience with you and that you can actually serve them in a different way than the host is actually serving them. Yeah, because you don't want to hear, they don't want to hear the same thing. There needs to be a different story. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, so so you've done the research, you've found who you want to, and then, I mean, you pitch for people all the time. If somebody wants to pitch for themselves and, and try and get onto podcasts, how do they pitch? Is uh, People always think it's really complicated, and, and actually it isn't, is it? Actually, it's not very complicated, and my suggestion would be actually to start doing this themselves because then they will be able to create a system that works for them. And when you pitch, the first important thing is to stop putting yourself on the spotlight because I used to work with podcasters and I get the chance to see the pitches they were getting. And there are a lot of pitches that are, I'm so amazing. I we get this. these. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So you know how it is, right? So you are not impressed because yeah, people are doing great things, right? But what would be important for a host is how you could help their audience, how they, you could help them make a great episode, right? So you can do this by asking questions, by opening a conversation in that pitch. Yeah, so, that's a really good idea. We get a lot of pitches from people themselves, but also from podcast pitches who say, this is this person, they've made eight figures, they're amazing. Everyone loves them. Everyone loves their podcasts. They should come on. We just delete them because we get millions of them. Um, but also I want, you know, like if as somebody who listens to things, I don't really care how much money someone's made. That doesn't really interest me very much. What interests me is the story behind it and why they've made that money and, and what they did that somebody that was a bit different to what somebody else did or how they failed and got back up again. Like those kind of things interest me a lot more than, you know, look at this amazing person. They've done all these things. And sometimes we get brilliant pitches in from people who have only been in business a year or two. And they say, this is what I want to teach your audience because this is what's happened to me. And I think that this would be really good value. And they tell me exactly the messages that my audience will take away. And I think what an interesting story and, and what an interesting view on things. Um, so I think it's really important that you pitch knowing what that podcast is about. And you can tell when someone's never listened to a podcast and has pitched as well, can't you? <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, 
yeah, you can see like that standard template where they just replace the name or the name of the podcast and then the rest of it is the same. Yeah, it's just cut and paste, which never goes down well. You want to feel a bit special when you've got a podcast, don't you? Yeah, there's there's a lot we hear, but I would recommend you to pitch, you know, like I'd recommend anyone to pitch to podcasts if they want to get their story heard. And please don't think that you don't have a big enough story because some of the stories I've heard are so small. They're a day in someone's life. And that day in someone's life was so poignant and so interesting that I took so much from it, from this one thing. It doesn't have to be this giant story where your whole life has changed. That's not relatable to everybody, actually. Sometimes just having a normal life where this one thing happened and made you realise something is hugely relatable. Um, And that's what people want to hear about. And we know that people buy from people. They buy from people that are a bit like them, usually. And so by just telling who you are and the stories that you've had happen to you and why you do what you do um, is really, really important and great to listen to as well. Absolutely. I mean, when you start with the connection part first, then definitely you can have a conversation that people can relate to. But when you just brag about yourself, no, it doesn't really work. Yeah. And that's not to say you can't talk about the amazing things you've done. Like I often do that on podcasts, talk about the things I've done, but I also talk about the things that I've done wrong <laughs> because I think it's really important to take people on a journey with you and, and you know, show people the truth of things. People more and more like transparency, they more and more like honesty um, and have realised that the kind of people they want to buy from are people that are honest and transparent and not just showing the good things. And so I think it's really important. And it can be hard in business because we're often whether this is on Facebook posts or on, you know, podcasts or anything, that we have to show just the highlight reel, just the good things. But actually, people want that less and less, and they don't trust it anyway. They know what real life is like. Yeah, they want to hear about your vulnerable story, about, I don't know, like a specific angle that you can talk about and no one maybe talks about. Yeah, so do it in a different way. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, this is such good information um, because I know so many people that would love to be on podcasts. How do people get over the fear of, you know, I sometimes invite people on a podcast and they go, I'm not ready. I'm not ready for that yet. I'm too scared to go on there. What if people don't like it? What if I don't know what to say? All of those kind of things. How do you get over that? To be honest, um, it took me a month to book this interview with you (laughs) since I got an email from Marie. So for me, It started with a decision. So I decided that this year I'm going to put myself more out there. But I took small steps because this is how I felt comfortable. And actually, I started with coffee chats and networking events because I realized that in January, when I started this, I was always the last one who was speaking, like if we had a networking event. And, you know, doing this over and over again, in the end, I started the conversation. I was the one who started asking the questions, right? So you do this by practicing. And you also can overcome this by putting yourself in uncomfortable situation. Like for me, it was uncomfortable to talk about myself even in small groups, but I did it anyway, because I knew 
that um, if I only work behind the scenes, I'm not going to be able to make a bigger impact. And in the end, this is what I actually wanted to help more people. Yeah. Because I know how useful it is to, to share your story. Because as you said, even if you help one person a day, you are going to make an impact. Because yes. today you are going to help one person, but in a year you will help maybe 10, 100. Yeah, and there's the ripple effect of who they help because you help them. So I think it's, it is really important to always just look at that one person. And I think it's great that what you do for a living is something that you find uncomfortable to do yourself. I think that's a really great transparent way of seeing things because it shows that you don't have to be like this, uh, you know, perfect, completely confident extrovert expert to be able to have your voice heard and help other people have their voices heard. Um, you're doing it at the same time as them. And so you can relate to them more, which is brilliant. Um, yes. Absolutely. And another thing, now that I've started connecting with people and having this coffee chat and just, you know, sharing my story and just having like a relaxed conversation, I had people inviting me on their podcast, which was crazy. Yeah, because you don't expect it to happen. But actually, yes. it just shows that people, even if you don't know your own story, even if you don't realize how impactful you are, and how important something that you have to say is, other people do. So the more you talk to people about what you've been through, or what why you started your business, or what you do, and how you help people, the more other people will be interested in it. And they will give you the platform if you're not brave enough to give yourself that platform. But people will only know if you talk about it. Exactly. And as you put yourself out there, and as you talk about more and more about your story, you are going to be able to actually refine that message and get to that core message to that mission that you actually had in mind when you started your business. But maybe after that, you just focused on where I'm going to get my next client. You know, what strategy should I implement in my business? And you focus on all these other things, but you actually forget like what's your mission and you actually have to connect with that and always go back to that actually um yes. in everything you do whether it's on you're talking on a podcast or you're writing a piece of PR or anything go back to why you're doing it in the first place yeah yes. that's really important Nina it's been amazing having you on um I've loved chatting to you I could talk about things like visibility all day because I think it's so important that people do have their voices heard because there's always going to be somebody out there that needs to hear what you have to say so thank you for helping so many people do that and if somebody wants to have some help being pitched onto podcasts where can they find you you can find me on uh, Instagram at Nina underscore M-A-C-A-R-I-E or my website is oneluckystar.com. Oneluckystar.com, love that name. And we will put those links in the show notes as well. And thank you for being here. Thank you so much. And guys, thank you for listening. Um, I will be back next week with another episode. But if you've enjoyed this one, please do go and subscribe and rate it for us so that we can have your comments. Um, we love reading your comments. So do go do that. And I will speak to you soon. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Making Money Online with Lisa Johnson. If you'd like to get hold of my guide to launching, go to lisajohnson.com forward slash launch and let's get you making money online.